0: That time of the week again, when we're joined by David Loman. Hello, David. How's your Hello, Dave.
1: Fantastic. And what are we chatting about today? We're going to talk about the digestive system, our digestive system. And it's really just like a production line. Mm -hmm. And when it gets out of balance, things go wrong. Like any production line, I imagine. Like any production line. You know, you get a blockage, you get a stoppage, you get it coming back up through the mouth, you get another blockage the other way, it doesn't go out through
0: the end, you've got all this stuff going on. So it's the digestive system we're talking about today, plus we'll be inviting your calls on 49216216 if you'd like to be part of the program. We'd love to hear from you at 2NURFM. Now, David, with the digestive system, is it complex and fraught with a lot of problems? No. No? No. I
1: don't believe so. It's like a production line. And if you get all the pieces in order, then everything just runs smoothly. You get the energy you need. You get the health and the well-being you need. But if something comes in and gums up the works, then it's not going to run smoothly and there's going to be problems. So it's more about knowing what needs to be done in each step of the design process to make it all happen. It's beautifully designed, absolutely beautifully designed.
0: Well, let's look at the process of the digestive system and we'll work our way through that and you can tell us a bit about it.
1: Okay. Well, first of all, when we first think about food or we fantasize about food or whatever, our body begins to produce saliva and we need saliva of the right consistency to be able to break down the food in the mouth so that whatever we're eating can be digested and not cause reflux or heartburn or digestive discomfort. So if we've got the wrong pH of saliva in our mouth or we have insufficient saliva or we're just not producing you know, what we need to produce or we're eating something that we really don't like, then our brain is not going to help us produce the saliva that we really want to produce. Can we confuse
0: the brain? We
1: can. We can keep eating foods which are not suitable for our body. And then the brain keeps trying to produce what is needed, but it can't do it because it's not suitable for our body and it doesn't have the, the raw material or the enzymes to be able to create that breakdown of that food effectively.
0: What about if we do things like just as simple as eating too quickly? What can that do to our digestive system?
1: Well, we don't give our teeth enough time nor our tongue enough time to churn and mix all the food in the mouth. So therefore, we're processing food and getting it passing through our swallowing mechanism and through a series of valves into the stomach ill-prepared and that's fright, fraught with danger if we keep doing it you know teenagers usually do it eat on the run you know grab a hamburger bread slice of bread you know s- s- snag sandwich whatever it might be don't chew it swallow the whole thing whole it doesn't affect us usually as teenagers but by the time we get into our 30s our 40s our 50s major digestive problems can happen. So what can some of these problems be? Well, the main one is usually reflux and heartburn. That's the main one. But we can also run into things like constipation because the food's not prepared properly. We can get irritable bowel syndrome. We can get in Crohn's disease, uh, all the different sorts of digestive problems. We can run up uh, problems with gallstones and gallbladder There's a myriad of different things that can go wrong in any production line. But the important thing is to know the steps that are going to actually make that production line work efficiently. And if we start at the other end and we say, in an ideal sense, the bow ought to be working two or three times per day, easy, soft and comfortable, And if we start from there and then begin to work backwards, we can find out what has gone wrong that is not allowing that to happen. Mm. And, you know, some of the major sales in health food shops and pharmacy are laxatives, you know, things that are going to move the bowel, all brands, and, you know, all the different types of um, oat brands, all brands, all of these things on the high fiber things to keep it moving that are usually unnecessary if you go back to the start again and re-prepare everything from the start and get it moving effectively. You may need to use uh, fecal softeners to start with to get everything moving, but once you start putting the right things in at the mouth level and then through the whole of the digestive system, the body is usually going to work more effectively.
0: What are some of the other steps that we go through with the digestive system?
1: Well... When we chew the food up, and when it drops down and it's it's prepared properly, it then goes down into the stomach, and the stomach is very very acid. So there's a, a valve at the top of the stomach that stops the food coming back up. So if, for instance, we're producing too much acid or the wrong acid, then there's often going to be this reflux feeling coming back up and people get this feeling of pressure and they can even get bile coming back up or the taste of bile, the taste of acid in their throat and, you know, in their mouth that, you know, when they burp, it goes, well, that's got to come out through a one-way valve to get actually get back into the mouth. So that's a really uncomfortable feeling. That's not the way it's supposed to be. So then it's important that really people start to look at what they're eating and say... Hmm. Did I chew that properly? Have I prepared that properly? Have I been drinking the right sort of water? What have I been doing that hasn't allowed that process of digestion to happen efficiently? And instead of that, everything sort of, you know, comes back up. You go to the doctor, they'll give you an antacid. Well, I'd rather look at it and say what's the real cause of this because the antacid will mask what is happening that needs to be corrected, in my belief as a naturopath anyway.
0: We are talking about the digestive system today. If you have any calls on it, 49216216. You can call through and be part of the program. Health and wellbeing with naturopath David Loman at 2NURFM 103.7. Easy listening to a new RFM 103.7, health and well-being. Naturopath David Loman is here, taking your calls on 49216216. And we're talking about the digestive system today as we continue on with that. There can be some problems, and they can be bad problems. They can have problems, and, you know, even to the point of having
1: stomach ulcers where there's a lining of the gastrointestinal tract is eaten away. But when you trace most of these things back, you find that most people have had food digestive problems from childhood. Because you don't get allergies, you don't get hay fevers, you don't get all of these different conditions, nasal congestion, asthma and everything else, unless there's a breakdown at some level within the digestive system that's allowing particles of food to be processed across the wall of the gut that aren't supposed to go there. They're not broken down enough. They're not, we don't, people don't have the enzymes to break them down effectively.
0: And it's interesting that the stomach and the whole process can be acclimatized, really. If you go to a, a third world country, or say you go to Southeast Asia, they might be cooking food on the street. So they're selling chicken, which is out in the sun, you know, 40 degrees. Uh, there's no real uh, health concerns there for them. Yeah. If we as a Westerner yeah. walk up and eat that food, yeah. you're looking at being hospitalized. Yeah. Yet it's, their stomachs. Yes are used to it. They can yeah. go and buy that food, yeah. eat it, and have no dramas at all. Yeah. So it's funny how the, the, the stomach and the whole system can adjust itself.
1: Well, they eat, too, a lot of hot food, too. And that hot food tends to burn things through, too. And then the Mexicans do the same thing. They mm. eat a lot of hot, chilly food. And I believe that that acclimatizes the stomach and the lining of the gastrointestinal tract and everything else to be able to handle foods more effectively. The other issue that we tend to have is that when we get sick, and even can be even a common cold, we're often given antibiotics. Now those antibiotics interfere with the flora of the gut and they interfere with the process of digestion as well. So it's one of those things that you're you've got a situation where the the body has got sick, but rather than saying what is wrong that is causing the sickness, we just go in with a sledgehammer. And we tend to say, well, let's just do this just in case there's a bacterial infection. But it also wipes out the bacteria that we have in our gut that helps the digestive process. And I see a lot of people who've had massive amounts of antibiotics over the years. And they just have a very, very poor digestive system.
0: Well, the, uh, the quick fix of offering antibiotics is starting to catch up with us now, isn't it? In the case of the problems we're getting, they're adapting and they've learnt to uh, yeah. acclimatize themselves to our...
1: And the superbugs now that, yeah. that really run through hospitals. Are, and, you know, it, it's, they're it's unfortunate. They're though. used to antibiotics. They're used to antibiotics, you know, and they've got to find a specific one. And it has to be a very heavy duty one. And they go in there and they hit things hard to save people's lives. And it's great that they do. It would be much better, though, if the whole system was brought back to a healthier state. And to do that, you, you basically have to change the food they serve in hospital as well. Mm. You have to do a whole lot of different things because I constantly hear from clients, you know, I went to hospital, I was really sick and this happened and that happened and that happened. And when you hear what they had to eat in a weakened state, their body would be actually unable to process it. Because in the weakened state of digestion, you really have to treat the digestive system more like a baby's digestive system. While it would be great that we could all eat raw foods, not a lot of people can. Mm. When they're sick, it's better to go back to cooked foods, cooked vegetables in particular, and get the digestive system back into harmony.
0: We've got Pat on the line for you now, David. She's from Lambton. Hello, Pat.
1: Hi, David. I have a 10-year-old granddaughter who has a constant recurrence of uh, intestinal worms and has recently been uh, having bouts of hives as well. And uh, naturopaths and doctors can't seem to find any help for her. Uh, Do you have any suggestions? With the worms, Pat, does she have animals? No. And isn't near animals or around animals? Uh, there is a cat in the area that she does play with. Okay, and you've been given herbal different treatments and probably combantrum or something like that to actually get rid of the worms? That's right. Um, they come back on a very regular basis, like every few weeks. Okay, normally that would, that would mean that the liver function is not as good as it ought to be and that the bile flow is not as good as it ought to be to flush everything out through the body and through the bowel. Um, with the uh, mixture that you were given, like a herbal mixture for the worms, was that one that was given to her over an extended period of time or was it a short, shorter time? I think it was a short time. The difference is that the, those worms lay eggs and the eggs then hatch and if you don't break the total cycle, then the system begins to repopulate again. So you have to keep it up for long enough to break the total cycle and also to alert the body that there are worms there and that things need to be done to get those out of the system. So there's, there's different uh, things that can be done, but one of the major things is to sort out the liver function, the gallbladder function, so that the bile of, is of the right consistency that is released out through the bowel, and also to change the food intake, um, so it is a more healthy thing because when the food is very healthy, the, it moves all the waste out, and there's nothing there for the worms to live in. So there's no room and board for them.
0: Yeah, listening to health and well-being today with naturopath David Loman. We'll continue with more calls four nine two one six two one six. Coming up next at two in health and well-being with naturopath David Loman. We continue now with the digestive system and more about that.
1: We do. And one of the things with Pat there that we were talking about with her 10-year-old um, is that the child could have a leaky gut, what they call leaky gut syndrome as well. Uh, so if there's been a breakdown of the wall of the gastrointestinal tract, material can pass through that wall that's not prepared to pass through. Because being a production line, what actually happens is all the food that gets broken down as it goes down into the stomach, it gets mixed and mixed and mixed and mixed, mixed with acids. It then drops down into the duodenum area. It's It has... Um, uh, um, bile added to it and it has digestive enzymes from the pancreas added to it and there's bicarbonates there and all these different mixes go on to further break that material down until it becomes very very small particles which can then be transported across the wall of the small intestine and 90% of the digestive function happens in the small intestine which is about a 15 in the old days a 15 foot tube was that five meters or a bit less than five meters and All the nutrients pass out through that wall at that stage through different methods of transportation. But they all work out basically to go through the vascular system into the liver function, and the liver stores and releases as needed. But if material passes through into the bloodstream that is ill-prepared, it's going to set up an allergic reaction within the body. And we need that absolute proper preparation in order not for that not to happen. And we need the right minerals to be available in the body to build the walls of the gastrointestinal tract, in particular the small intestine, to repair the villi of the small intestine so that everything will work effectively and the nutrients will actually be taken up by the liver and then used by the liver to give us energy and well-being basically.
0: Now, David, no matter what health issues people have at the moment, they're listening at the moment thinking, yeah, I've got a health problem, but I don't seem to be able to get any assistance with it or any help. If they were to come along tonight to your forum, you can talk about it in an open forum. You put it up on the uh, the blackboard and you discuss it further, don't you?
1: We do. We ask people, what's your concern? You know, what concern do you have or what concern does a neighbour
0: have that somebody's asked you about? And what about the process of you hand out a leaflet or a piece of paper which has checklist boxes next to it and it has problems and complaints, and you let people tick if they have those problems, don't you? We don't have that yet, but oh, that's not ed- a bad idea. Yeah, yeah. That's
1: not a bad idea. I do have that on my case history sheet. Yeah. So, And the reason for the case history sheet is to go back and look at where people start with their health issues. You know, some people start in the womb with their health issues because their mother doesn't have a proper digestive system. And that means that the child's not going to have a properly formed digestive system. Yes. So it, it's important to look at the case history to see what's been going on and then what happens from that point and how do we correct that? How do we get into this production line and see where the blockage is or see where
0: things are running off the rails? We've got Sue with us now for you from East Maitland. Hello, Sue. And Sue. Um, could I
1: just ask, please? Um, i switch my radio. Um, I... I I think I'm doing the wrong thing in, in having something to drink with every meal, like tea or fruit juice or something like that. Uh, is, is that washing away the, um, the acids in my stomach and things like that? Probably? Look, there's different philosophies on that. My, mm-hmm. my belief is that if you've got a really good digestive system, it won't matter too much. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Because people have historically always drank with their meals. Oh, okay. Um, but when the digestive system is compromised, you don't want to be putting something in there that is going to be a stimulant to it. So a coffee or a tea is probably not the right choice to have uh, with would a be, meal. And uh, Green tea, which isn't quite as... Uh, no, it as still has caffeine in it. Mm-hmm, and if, okay. if your body is overstimulated, it, mm-hmm. it actually affects the digestion. Because the caffeine affects the adrenals, which affects the liver, which affects the pancreas, which affects the thyroid, you know, so on. It's this, this cascading effect. So You have trouble with constipation, so that's probably something... It, it won't help. No. Yeah, it won't oh, help. Thank you. It's okay. more about getting the right food into your digestive system, eating slowly and making sure that you are digesting that food effectively.
0: And we've got Veronica with us now from Salamander Bay. Hello, uh,
1: Veronica. Oh, um, well, thank you. Um, I, um, my nose runs like a tap during the day and at night time I'm sure there's mucus coming and going down the back of my throat because my mouth's horrible in the morning. Okay. That is normally food intolerance, Veronica. Is it? Yeah, usually it's dairy. Dairy and wheat are the two major ones. It can be others as well, but those are the two major ones. What was that again? What was it? Dairy and wheat. Oh, okay. Milk, ice cream, chocolate, cheese, cream, those sort of foods. Yeah, I don't eat much of those. I like vegetables at night time. Yeah, even yogurts can do it. Milk and tea can do it. For some people, they're very, very sensitive to it. And wheat as well, and the grains as well. So there will be a food intolerance or a sensitivity there that is affecting your body. And your body's just trying to warn you that you're basically eating a food it doesn't have enzymes for. Because in order to digest the dairy, you need lactase, but you also need protein digestive enzymes that will break down the casein in the milk as well. So it, so it can be either factor. But then you also need the enzymes that will break down the carbohydrates in the grains and the proteins in the grains.
0: All right. Well, hopefully that helps you, Veronica. Thank you for the call today. Now, if anyone is interested and would like to come along to your forum tonight at New Lambton, how do we find out more details? Uh, just call Philip and um, book in. Yep, that number for Philip is O double four Triple Eight three eight three eight. That's O Double Four Triple Eight Three Eight Three Eight. Ask for Philip and just uh, express that your interest you'd like to come yep. along tonight. Entry's free and the more the merrier. From what time? Six thirty. From six thirty tonight, that's at New Lambton. If you want more details, call us at two NURFM. Time beating us again. Thank you, David. Thank you, Dave. Thank, thank you for Thank those you, calls. everyone. Yes. And back again next week with Health and Wellbeing. Naturopath David Lomman at two NURFM 103.7.